Well, if Borough's playoff hopes were on life support at the weekend, then after last night's game, the machine has been switched off. He's in, and he's snuck it across to Hayden What is up guys, welcome back to another episode of Project Borough and today we are back to discuss yet another defeat for Borough in the Championship and yet another defeat at Deepdale against Preston, winless in four, seven points off the playoffs and essentially for me, game over, season done. Of course it's not mathematically done and some fans will argue that's the case but for everything that we're seeing on the pitch, off the pitch, and the total mood around Borough right now, it has all just gone wrong in so many ways on the pitch, off the pitch. And I think a certain, a certain few mistakes made by recruitment among as well some of the, the tactics and some of the decisions that, that Carrick's making on the pitch and some of the, the, the things we're persisting with that clearly aren't working. There is a cocktail of things that I think are just... Yeah, culminating in Borough's season, quite simply petering out, and the reality is that we are a mediocre mid-table championship side, and that's exactly where we're going to finish. And when I said we're looking like we might finish and we scream an 8th to 10th place side, that might actually be quite generous, because right now we're looking like a side who might not even make the top half which, yeah, is quite demoralising when you think about it. Now, I'm going to try and not sound like a broken record because a lot of the, a lot of my thoughts very much uh, are replicated from previous games because this essentially was the same game that we've seen from Borough time and time again. But if you want to see it from a different perspective, I did attend this game it was for my birthday as well, which makes it even worse. And we went in hope of Borough finally winning away and we finally seeing them win away in the league. And I think what's our 13th or 14th time of asking and we were let down once again. And if you want to see my match day vlog of that, it will be out tomorrow. So keep an eye on that. But here's a teaser of some of the things that went down at Deepdale. Oh! So yeah, it's an interesting match day vlog and one not to be missed. But let's get stuck into the game then because on the surface of it, looking at the team, it looked like Carrick had at least learnt a few things from the disaster class that was Bristol City at the weekend. Uh, a strange decision in defence with Luke Thomas coming in for Lucas Engel. Wasn't quite sure why that was and what Luke Thomas offered us that Lucas Engel didn't. The positive was that he put Houston and Hackney back in midfield together and although I'd been calling for Hackney to have some time out of the team for Barlasser, I think after the individual performance against Bristol City it was right to take out Barlasser and Hackney looked a lot better alongside Johnny Housen so I think if we can play them two together they were the pair earlier in the season in the centre of midfield, and I think Carrick's realised, thankfully, that he's got to pull Hackney back into the centre of midfield, and Housen is probably the best player alongside him, if and when he can play. 
In terms of the attacking players, there was positives there as well. Although Footmob says otherwise, Riley McGree was in there off the left. It, it, him and Azaz did alternate, and Carrick does have this habit of the centre or the 10 uh, in behind the striker and the left winger rotating. You know, he did it with Rodgers and Greenwood. I think he did it with Rodgers and, and whoever else was, would often play in behind a striker. It's another case of Carrick overcomplicating things, and we'll, we'll get on to that when we discuss it in more detail. And, and as unfortunately expected, he persisted with Marcus Force on the right with Sam Greenwood once again being up front. And as for the game, well, the first half was a pretty poor half of football from both sides, to be honest. I thought it was very, very flat from Borough's part. We huffed and puffed in and around the Preston box, didn't threaten all that much. I think we had one chance early on where Sam Greenwood, the, the, you know, the ball fell to him just inside the box. His shot was blocked. Don't know whether it was going in, but I'm sure the flag went up afterwards and it probably did because as we all know, Sam Greenwood pretty much lives offside. He showers offside. He eats his dinner in his kitchen offside. I've heard even his side of the bed in his house is offside. But yeah, that wouldn't have amounted to anything anyway. And other than Borough huffing and puffing, we resorted to numerous efforts from outside the area that were scuffed high, scuffed wide. And it was another case of no quality whatsoever in the final third for Borough. And I will say we looked a lot more tidier in possession and we just looked more balanced. You know, having McGree on the pitch, we looked such a better side with Riley McGree on the pitch. Just having, as we've said, square pegs and square holes, it just makes such a difference. But despite that, and despite it seemingly being a step forward from Bristol City, let's not forget how low the bar was against Bristol City. Me saying this was better is not a grand achievement. It's just better than what it was at the weekend, which was absolutely dreadful. But still, no punch. You know, all pressure, all penetration, but no punch at the end of it from Borough. And we didn't really make their goalkeeper work in the first half, despite all of our possession. And as is the way, and I know what you're all going to be thinking, here we go again, I might as well clip a section from all my other previous Project Burrows from this season, because essentially it's exactly the same thing, it goes exactly the same. Preston don't really create anything of significance, they don't really make Glover work, they don't have to play incredibly beautiful, tricky, clever, incisive football to carve through Borough's defence, as is the way this season. One chance is all the opposition needs. From outside the box, low XG chance, whatever you want to call it, we've seen this story a gazillion times this season, and it happened again on the 23rd minute as, uh, what's his, Liam, Liam Miller, that's the one, picked the ball up on the edge of the area, turned, took a shot with his left foot, and it found its way into Tom Glover's near post. Couple of fans said Tom Glover should have done better with that. I don't think it's exactly a goalkeeping disaster. I wouldn't say it's an absolute howler. Could he have done better? Probably. But it's just very typical of Borough's season that a snapshot from outside the area somehow finds its way in the back of Borough's net. And it's extremely typical that once again we go behind in a game that we... I'm not going to say dominated in the first half because we weren't that great ourselves, but did we deserve to go behind? No. Did Preston have to work hard to, to get the goal? No. You know, did they necessarily deserve to be leaving, uh, leading at half-time? No, not at all. 
but we find ourselves in the exact same position we do as always. And it's safe to say when the first half whistle went, Borough fans were not happy. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily just down to what we saw on the pitch. Now, don't get me wrong, it wasn't the best half of football, but it was not the worst half of football I've seen from Borough. It was still quite flat, quite slow, quite pedestrian, but we looked better balanced. We looked like a more cohesive unit out there, but I think what is happening at the moment, and I'll talk about the, the entire feel of the club a bit more after I speak about the game, but I think there is a culmination here of... A stop-start season that's been up and down with no consistency whatsoever. A absolute blatant lack of a striker up front that the, the fans have been crying out for. Not filling that position in January. Selling our two highest goal contributors. And then following that up with some atrocious home performances. And then the season ticket debacle that dropped last week. It's all culminating in a very, very, not quite toxic, I won't say toxic, but a very flat and prickly and not very nice environment at the football club at the moment, on and off the pitch. And I think fans were just sick that it looked like we were getting more of the same here in the first half. As for the second half, I will say Borough looked better. And again, it's a case that we saw against Bristol City. It's a you know, when you're behind in a game, you're always going to be the side who dominates. It's exactly like at the weekend. Yeah, Bristol City sat back. Maybe they didn't seem as effective. But when you've got a lead, you know, you're going to protect it. And it's up to the opposition to take the initiative and try and come on to you and, and get back into the game. And Borough did that second half. You know, we dominated. Absolutely dominated second half. I, I dare say we stepped it up and were better in the second half in terms of some of the shots we were having from outside the box that we were passing. We put so many balls into so many dangerous areas, but as is the way, again, I keep repeating myself, and I'm sick of repeating myself this season, but we get into the the final third, we put the ball into the area where you want that potent, you know, prolific, absolutely brutal, cold-blooded centre-forward, and they're just not there for us. There's no one in that position to gamble or predict where the ball is going to be, make that little bit of space for themselves in the box and finish the opportunity. And, it, you know, we I've never seen a side look so bereft of a striker in my life. We are blatantly needing a centre-forward, and it just baffles me still more and more as the days go by as to how we've allowed this to happen because it was all Borough passing around the box, putting crosses in, getting into dangerous areas with absolutely nothing on the end of it. The one moment of quality... And I'm really happy for him, came via Finizaz, who scored an absolute cracker on the 57th minute. You know, Borough were playing the ball around quite nicely, got to the edge of the box, he dropped a shoulder. And listen, we all have seen it at Plymouth, how much quality Finizaz has. And yep, he's had a slow start to his time at Borough, but I certainly feel like if played in the right position, we have got one hell of a player on our hands. You know, he made a great uh, little back heel sort of flick inside to it might have been Luke Thomas or Riley McGree in the second half as well, which I caught on my vlog as well, which was just such a clever bit of skill. You know, he's clearly got such great technical ability, intelligent, great spatial awareness. I think he will come very, very good in this Borough side. He's not going to be a replacement for Morgan Rogers. He's a different player, which 
makes me think that we've not replaced Morgan Rogers. But Azaz is a different player, and I was delighted to see him score. It was a wonderful, wonderful finish. And I'll be honest, at that point, Borough were on top, and I thought to myself, right, this is it. You know, we're level. And I said at half-time, we've got to get a goal within the first 15 minutes. We did. And you think to yourself, right, the game's swinging for us. Momentum's ours. Let's go after it. Let's get this game won. And just as the Borough balloon had blown up and was ready to explode, it's absolutely typical of Borough's season that Preston burst that balloon just as it was about to gain its... I don't know what analogy I'm going for here, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Whatever the metaphor is, just when it looked like Borough had finally gotten a real head of steam... Preston completely popped the balloon, burst the bubble, whatever you want to call it. And it was the man, Emil Reese. Of course, you know, water is wet, the sky's blue, and Emil Reese scores against Middlesbrough Football Club at Deepdale. You know, it was as predictable of a goal scorer as you can get in this fixture. And it's typical of Borough that once again, it's another ridiculously crazy, unlucky, just joke of a goal that you just look at you shake your head and think what have we done this season you know have we walked under a thousand ladders broke a million mirrors what the hell is going on because a shot was deflected it could have gone anywhere and it feels it falls to Emil Reese who, who had an open goal because Glover had committed already and was pretty much on the floor by the point the ball dropped to him and he taps into an empty net what I will say from a defensive point of view, I, I do think Thomas has let his man go here. You know, he's let Reese get in behind. If he was in line with the rest of his defenders, he could have made a challenge for that ball, could have put Reese off. So I think Luke Thomas has got to be criticised for his position in that moment. But I mean, for it to deflect straight into Reese's path, it's absolutely typical once again. You know, it's another. Another chance from absolutely nowhere that finds its way in the back of our net. I know Glover got a lot of stick for this, but he was he, he was committed to the initial effort, so he was already down. Nothing wrong with Glover's uh, you know Glover's positioning here for me. It's just again bad luck. It's just bad luck. It's just the same old story with Borough and how we concede goals. And as you could probably predict from that moment on, Preston barring a one-on-one chance where they did carve us open very briefly in the second half, but. It might have been, was is it Ismajic? Is, is Os, Osmajic? It might have been him. I don't know who it was. You know, took a heavy touch and Glover got out and put him off. But other than that, as you'd predict, Preston didn't hurt Borough at all after that. We're happy to sit on the lead because they probably sat there and thought, this Borough side, as I say, all pressure, no punch. And we keep putting balls in the box across goal. Crosses, corners, nothing on the end of it. And I've never known a team play so much around the opposition's box and yet look so unlikely to score. I've never I've never known a side getting so many areas and yet look so blunt at the same time. We had one effort. I think McGree played the ball across and Force took it first time and, and it was a good save from the goalkeeper. That was the only time, despite all our pressure, we made him work. And inevitably, as is the way, the game petered out. And Borough were on the wrong end of another result where they had higher XG, higher possession, higher momentum, higher territory. And the same age-old problem remains. Not being able to convert these chances and moments and periods of pressure 
into goals and converting these games where, I'll be honest, we're not getting battered. We're not getting torn apart. We're not getting picked apart. Teams aren't having to play remotely good to beat this Borussia side. We just keep coming out of these games with absolutely nothing. And I think everyone is equally baffled and frustrated that this seeming cycle is just never ending. You know, you'd think there'd be a break and we'd start picking up results and the XG would start to show and the chances were creating would start converting to goals, but it's just not happening. And uh, it's it's unlike anything I've ever seen, if I'm brutally honest. So, yeah, a defeat for Borough. And as I say, we'll look at the table in a minute, but for me, it was a, a bit of a six-pointer. And, um, yeah, game over for me. But we'll get to that in a second. Talked about the Borough team earlier on and uh, running through them briefly. I think Tom Glover, again, you know, he can he can maybe feel hard done by that he's conceded twice without having to really do much. But I think naturally his time and goal is up now. You know, I think just looking at the number of goals that are going past him, I think his distribution's not been the best recently. I don't know, I'm just starting to see a few cracks and I think now Dieng is pretty much fitting on the horizon. You've got to bring Senny back in for me at this moment. I think defensively, we were all right. Uh, Ailing was okay, wasn't his best game. I think Raven Clark did well enough. Again, they weren't torn to bits. You know, it wasn't like Preston ran rings around them and created bun- abundance of chances and made our centre-backs look useless. They didn't. They just, again, find goals going past them. And I think Luke Thomas, albeit probably the most solid performance of his so far, I think he looked all right defensively and he got forward a little bit more. I still am not convinced he's going to be as threatening going forward as what Lucas Engel is for us in this Borough side. The midfield looked better. Hackney and Housen, they just work so much better together. They've got a really good understanding and I think they've got a really good balance in this team. I think they were much better than at least what they were against Bristol City or what Hackney, what Hackney was against Bristol City. However, Hackney did go off towards the end of the game with a twisted knee, which, yeah, might put him back on the sidelines for a time, you know, the time being. And again, is another injury to add to the ever-growing or the ever-long-lasting injury list at the Borough. As for the attack... Yeah, having McGree in the team makes us a, such a just a much better football inside. You know, he's such a clever, intelligent footballer, and he keeps this team ticking. And he's got to start every game when fit. It proved it last night, and I think Finazaz played in the centre. He was probably probably our best player, and I think you know fans will still get on his back. I think that sometimes he holds on to the ball for too long, or he plays the wrong pass. But for me. Azaz barely ever plays a backwards pass. He never takes the easy pass. He's always looking to try and advance us up the pitch, play that you know defence cutting ball through the centre, in behind. He's always looking to, to get Borough creating chances. He's always looking to create. And it won't, it won't come off every single time. And sometimes he holds on to the ball for too long because the right pass isn't there and he's trying to hang on to, to try and forge out that, that correct pass. But I, I'm seeing very good signs from Finazaz, and I think just given more time in this team, he'll only improve. And a, a mediocre, shaky start is starting to, to turn into a, a decent one for me, I would say. However, the Marcus Force argument, I'm getting sick of talking about this now because I feel like I'm just shouting into nothingness at this point. But again, 
Marcus Force was wasted on the right-hand side. Again, he offered us no width. Again, he would often be putting balls in the box in an area where he should be to finish them. He shouldn't be the one assisting and crossing the ball in to a, not even a striker in Greenwood and Silvera. They're wingers. They're the opposite. Swip, swap them round, Carrick. I, I don't get Marcus Force on the right. Uh, and he's been utterly wasted. I said it before. I'll say it again. It works as a nice to have when you've got goal scorers galore through the centre. But when you don't have that, you need to stop wasting Marcus Force on the right. He needs to be played centrally when we've got no other options. Greenwood was completely ineffective. And even when he brought Silvera on, he still preferred Silvera down the middle than Marcus Force. And on what planet is Sammy Silvera? An option as a centre-forward over Marcus Force. Marcus Force is a centre-forward. Sammy Silvera is a winger. I, I just don't understand what Carrick is saying. I don't understand what he's thinking. But what I will say is it's not working. And I'll run quickly through the subs. I think Sammy Silvera come on. Did well, actually, I thought. Did well off the left, but was always going to cut in. And I think Preston... Picked up on that pretty quickly and it made us quite predictable. For me, you put Sammy on the right and you bring Marcus Force in the middle. Dykesdale, come on, wasn't great. If I'm honest, Dykesdale looked very much off it on the right-hand side. I think he only come on to, to give Ailing a rest. Didn't look up to it, unfortunately. And I think Dykesdale's time at the Borough is unfortunately coming to an end, I feel. And O'Brien, come on late for an injured hack and he didn't have much of a bearing on the game. Here's an idea of the same old story Momentum-wise, Borough, yeah, there wasn't really a dominant side in the first half. You can see we had a bit of a spell. Ironically, it was the spell to which they scored, which sums the whole thing up, doesn't it? Second half, a little bit more dominant. They scored with, as you say, one of their only phrase forward into Borough's box. I mean, you just have to look at the momentum to see the same old story. And again, Borough, dominant possession. 20 shots to their seven. They out-XG'd us, but that was because Emil Reese's goal, 0.8, it was pretty much an open goal. So that pr crops up their XG massively. If it wasn't for that deflection, we would have out-XG'd them. 20 shots to their 7, 4 on target to their 3. And yet, from the 20 shots we had and the 62% possession, we only created one big chance. Blunt is my only word for it. A quick look at the league table then. And this will kind of lead into my sort of final thoughts. We're 13th, as inconsistent and as middle of the road as it gets. Seven points off the playoffs. Yeah, we might have a game in hand, but I'm not going to let that scar or, or, or cloud my optimism because there isn't any for me. This was a chance to claw back some space or a bit of the gap to the, the playoff pack. We've lost three points to a side who have now pulled away from us. You've got Coventry, Norwich, Hull and Preston all on 48. Hull on, uh, Sunderland on 47. Um, Bristol City are sort of hanging on to the end of it. Us and Watford are, are near enough out of it. You know, if Are we going to look behind us and say Cardiff on 40 are in the playoff mix? No, we're not. So Borough aren't. And I think we're going to just drop into mid-table, lower mid-table. I don't think we're going to get dragged into anything untoward. I will say that 11 points off the or 12 points off the the relegation zone I can't believe I'm even considering that and seven points off of the playoffs so I still think we're very much the upper end of mid table but if we keep the, this run going 
we are just going to finish in the centre of, of, of the table, you know, on the beach, essentially, in no man's land. And, of course, we've got a huge game coming up, which is one I'm glad I'm not in the country for, Leicester at the weekend. And I'm going to be honest, if there was, if you could have put all of Borough's fixtures on a table and said, choose one you want to miss and be out of the country for, this is the one I would have picked because I am terrified by what might happen at the King Power because we're going to the probably, well, without doubt, the greatest side the championship's ever seen with quality that could absolutely tear us to shreds. And we look as blunt as a plastic knife right now. And I don't think we'll we'll get anywhere near them. And this could really, really be... I mean, what's even beyond a knockout blow? I feel like we've already had the knockout blow. You know, this this will finish us off. This will be it. I mean, it, it could send fans. It could just send everything tipping over the edge well and truly. And I, I, I don't want to be there to see it, you know. I mean, typical Borough will probably win. Uh, it would be typical, but yeah, could be five league games without a win, could be three defeats on the bounce, could be an ugly one. So to sort of summarise, I'm kind of looking ahead already to next season, and I said this in the vlog that will be dropping tomorrow, my matchday vlog, apathy has officially set in with me. I have stopped caring I've stopped feeling anything towards this Borough side. I've stopped feeling anything towards this season. You know, this was the game where I felt I crossed that point into apathy. Whereas, you know, the opposition scores, you're not bothered. You score, yeah, it's nice, but you're not that bothered. And I very much am at the point now where I'm, yeah, I'm writing it off. You know, playoffs aren't going to happen. I think the seven point gap's big enough, but there's so many teams in between us who I just think we were nowhere near. And there are no signs from this Borough side that we are going to put a run together. We're going to find any form of consistency without that number nine. I mean, unless Lath comes back and hits a purple patch beyond anything we've seen yet. Again, we're wishing for something that we don't even know if it exists. We've not seen any evidence of these things that we are hoping and relying on happening to get our season going again. And of course, it could happen. It's the championship, but... With my logical hat on, I said this in the last video, I'm going to say it again, it's done. And I'm already looking ahead to next season. And I tell you what, this is a big one. The summer is going to be absolutely massive because Michael Carrick's contract is up after the end of next season. And I think a lot of what he wants to do will bear on what he gets in the summer. And I think he'll be saying to the club, if you want to sign me on, this will be the start of my second season in charge fully. And I want the tools. Because we saw last season what Carrick can do with the right tools at his disposal. He'll be demanding he gets the tools required to push this side forwards. Because he's willingly let Morgan Rogers go. We've let Matt Crooks go. As much as he will come out and say all the right things, there's got to be a part of Michael Carrick who is frustrated and furious that he doesn't have a striker. Liv made a good point in our vlog, actually, that maybe his naivety or stubbornness to not play Marcus Force up front is that he is trying to tell the board that he wants a striker. Maybe he's trying to send a message and say, listen, look at when we were flying last season. Marcus Force was on the right. We had strikers through the middle. The system I implemented worked. Look at it now. I'm playing Marcus Force on the right. I'm still trying to persist with the thing that made us successful. 
and it's not working because we don't have a striker. Is his blind naivety to continue playing the same way, him sending a message to the board, or is Michael Carrick simply just trying the same thing over and over again in just blind faith that it's going to somehow click and that he maybe doesn't have a plan B? Maybe he is just trying the same thing over and over again, as Einstein said. Insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I don't know. I don't know if Carrick is trying to send a message or if he genuinely doesn't have a plan B, but I am getting the idea that the way he's overcomplicating, the way he's trying so many different things, this is very much a bore side that I still don't quite know what it's trying to achieve. And... I don't think Michael Carrick quite knows this Borough side that much at the moment either. So, yeah, people have been asking what's the answer, what's the solution. The solution was getting a striker. And I'll say what I said before, it's not January that I'm blaming. We weren't given a striker in the summer. We've been made to pay the price. We were desperately scrambling around in a notoriously difficult window in January. More difficult than usual this season. And... Nothing dropped for us. So I think we are paying the price for that. And whether it's Carrick's fault for not finding an alternative or the club's fault for the recruitment, whatever it is, it's all just gone wrong. And I think as well as the ticket debacle off the pitch, the fans have kind of disconnected from the club a little bit. They've lost trust. They've lost faith in the club. And they're not on the same page like they were a year ago. You know, a year ago, Borough beat Sheffield United and closed the gap massively to them in second. And we all started to dream that we might be able to do something special. And it was some of the best football we've seen a Borough side play. And we honestly thought we were onto something. What a difference a year makes. Because we've went from game on in the automatic race to game over in the playoff race this season. And you just put blind faith that the club... We'll turn this around in the summer, sign the players that are necessary, invest heavily, back Carrick with the money that we've gained from these sales of Rodgers and Crooks and you just hope and pray that he'll be backed and he'll be given the tools to really give it a go next season. And then we can say for sure whether Carrick is the right man or isn't the right man. If he is given the tools and he still can't deliver, then we know he needs to improve if he is given the tools and we do start improving, we know the recruitment have let us down this season. Either way, it's a huge summer. It's a pivotal summer for the future. I think for Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough, and I'm already looking forward to that now because for me, as I say, this season is done. We've got 15 games left. Just try and have a good end of the season. Try and find a bit of confidence and momentum going into the summer, and I hope we can hopefully go again and find the Borough of Old next season. But that's it for me, guys. Yeah, as I say, apathy set in. I'm not really feeling anything towards this club now and and the team on the pitch. Let's just see where we go in these final 15 games. I'm kind of glad I'm not going to be here for the Leicester game. As I say, if we do something miraculous and pull off a miracle, I will bring you guys my reaction to that when I get back. But I am heading away from tomorrow i'm heading to paris for my birthday so yeah i won't be around for the leicester city game 
Hopefully we can do something special. If we don't, I won't be surprised. I'm going to completely forget about it. And I'll be back for the next episode of Project Borough, which will be in just over a week when we return to the Riverside at home to Plymouth. God knows what the atmosphere and the, and the feel around the club, both on and off the pitch, will be by then. But until then, if you've enjoyed this video, do hit the like button and subscribe. For much more here on YouTube, leave me a comment in the section below whether you're a Borough fan, Preston fan or neutral fan. As I say, at the bell too, so you never miss an upload here on the channel. If you've been listening or on your chosen podcast provider, do give me a like, a rating and a follow over there. That'd be much appreciated. But until next time, guys, a big thank you for watching. Do take care. The match day vlog will be up tomorrow, so do keep your eyes out for that. But until then, I'll see you all in the next one. Thank you.